Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. Today on the podcast, we are talking about, I think this is probably the question that I get the most. It is the most popular small group question of all time. It, it has to There's be. There's no, it's not even close. I would say, you know, give, your sec, give yourself a second, take a guess, but it's on the Everyone's topic of the say, podcast, yeah. so they yeah. know it. <laughs> so we are talking. That's why them. they're listening to it. That's Vic. exactly right. Today <laughs> we are talking about uh, what are the best ways to do childcare, mm. specifically in mm-hmm. your life group. And and yes. so uh, there's, with this, there are a lot of different ways that you can do child care. Right. A lot of different practices, and a lot of it depends kind of on your personalities. Mm. And so um, some people maybe have a more disciplined, organized personality, yeah. um, and they want to have more structure. Some people, man, they're high relational, and they're okay with the chaos. Right. And so they're less structured. These people, bless their hearts. Oh, man. And so uh, did you people. know our friend Andrew Bolton uh-huh. had a one-bedroom studio they lived in, and they hosted <laughs> a small group oh, with all the kids. Oh my goodness! I that sounds do that. that sounds literally like the opposite of that's my any nightmare. kind of happiness I would ever have. That's right. I, I would. <laughs> you and I, we are not the personality for that model. One child going crazy is too much for me. You had two, three, twenty. <laughs> That's right. And so depending on your personality, you're probably going to land on a different uh, way to do childcare. Mm. But we just want to yes. give you a couple of options. But before we get to those best practices, let's talk mm. about what should be our attitude when we think about childcare in small groups. Yes. When we talk about having our kids be a part of the right. small group experience, what should be our attitude in that, Chris? Well, first off, we have to remember that uh, kids are a blessing, right? Sure. I know that uh, the age of your children right now, now it can feel like sometimes it's a mixed bag. Depending <laughs> a, if you ask me a, at two p.m. or two a.m., <laughs> you get a different answer. <laughs> but kids are a blessing, and we should be thinking of kids as a blessing. We shouldn't be thinking of our kids as a nuisance or something that hinders our group. You know right. that also has to be balanced with: uh, Are they hindering the group so much you can't even have a group? Really? Sure. So there are two sides of that, but we do need to remember: kids are a blessing, and we should treat them that way. You know, Jesus obviously, you know, famously wrote, said, and then was written out later, I should say, yeah. right? Uh, let let the children come to me. You know, this is not, uh, children specifically were something that he was telling the disciples, hey, don't hold them back. Right. They should have access as well. And so uh, however you want to translate into that that into your group, uh, it's just, you know, the, the, the first step is let's not look at children, especially the way the world does, yeah. as a nuisance, as something we shouldn't have to deal with. You see a lot of churches these days don't want kids anywhere near anything. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, put them in their own area, cordon them off, and, and we shouldn't have that attitude, you know, right. and I don't think that's biblical, and I won't go too much more into that and try to help <laughs> with theology for people out there, but I do think we can all agree kids are a blessing. And secondly, you know, we should, uh, we, we get the opportunity, I should say, to model Acts 2 around our children. You know, if you want the the children you raise are the children you're going to get. I know that sounds very simplistic, oh, wow. but but I want to invest in my kids in such a way that they see the Christ life taking place. They don't just hear me talking about it. Yeah. And as a full time minister, one of the greatest fears I have is they're going to see faith as something that is lived out as a job and not something that's lived out in my life. Yeah. And so in life group, it's one of those rare occasions where they get to see us interacting with other people. 
saying what we we do and then being authentic in that and then looking at acts 2 knowing how you know the the early church gathered and, and house to house and they were there i mean i'm sure they had child care yeah, it doesn't say all the adults it was everybody yeah, that's right, right? everybody and uh, pr- i want i don't want i want them to see me praying together with others mm-hmm. with them i want to include them in that process i want to see us breaking bread yeah. uh caring for each other and doing all the things that didn't acts 2 today in our groups as well and i would add to that because i personally until i got to college that was the first time that i under that i ever experienced uh-huh. the small group environment yeah and so for me what it meant to be in community to do church to go to church mm-hmm. to be involved was to go on sunday and then try to make it until next sunday yeah. you know like, you had seven days that yeah. had yeah. seven days to yeah. figure this out on my own and so right. what my life would have looked like differently i wonder if i had seen my parents and a group of believers getting together in the home to right. talk about how do we put this into our life to really put the one another's of the faith into practice. Mm-hmm. I never saw that modeled for me. Not to say that my yeah. parents were great believers and had mm-hmm. great personal devotional lives, yeah. but I never saw the greater community together living out the one yeah. another's of the faith. And I want that for my kids. Sure. For Barrett, for Lena, I want them to see that mm-hmm. and to be a part of it uh, regularly. So That's I think good. that is a huge piece. The final piece of our attitude about child care, and this is an important one, is that we need to see it as a priority. Yeah. You know, I would not hesitate to spend money to go see my Dallas Cowboys, even at their worst, which they are right now. <laughs> Literally, I've never been this bad before. I'd still uh, pay money <laughs> to buy a ticket and go sit in the stands and watch them. And uh, and the reason is because I prioritize it. You yeah. know, if my if my son wants to do something or my daughter wants to do something, and I'm like, man, I want them to do this, I'm going to pay whatever it costs to do it. If I want to go see a movie, I don't go to the theater and go, man, this is just too much. Can y'all just let me in? You know, right, I, I right. understand that there is something that goes with that financially. And I think a lot of times we think of childcare, we think it should just magically materialize or the church is responsible for it. Here's the reality. We need to own our spiritual walk. We need to own our spiritual growth and we need to be willing to prioritize life group in our life. Is it important enough that we think we need to gather together with other believers? And your answer to that question honestly, is whether or not you're willing to take that step and do what it takes to take care of the kids during this time. So uh, that may come off as a little harsh. I don't mean it to be, but I I just want to be real today. Is it important? Is small group important? Uh, I think that answers the question for you, however you answer life group as a priority. Second question, Vic. Yes. What expectations should we have about child care? We got the attitude down now. Right. Tell us a little bit and explain a little bit about the expectations that we should have. So, uh, sorry to disappoint you um, with this podcast episode. <laughs> wow, you're you, already starting off a disappointment. I, I'm giving you good expectations here. <laughs> so, sorry to disappoint you, but if you came listening to get the silver bullet for how to do child care in your small group, yes, we don't have the it. easy button. Where's we, it at? That's right. Where's the Staples easy button to do child care? I, I don't think it exists because, right. man, it, as you know, parenting, there's no easy button. There's right. no silver bullet to yes. raising your kids. Um, and then with small group, you've realized there's not an easy button to manage all of the personalities and the expectations people have. Mm -hmm. And so, again, there's no silver bullet. I don't think there's a uh, right way to do this. I think there's like, I think you've got to look and say, what's right for us? I don't think there's a one size fits all. And so I think just out the gate to get expectations, there's no silver bullet. It's not one size fits all. I think you also 
when you're looking at these life group and D group environments and you, you have different expectations for the environment that you're trying to foster. And what I mean by that is life group is more communal, is more relational. D group, you're focusing more on those disciplines, getting into the word together. Mm-hmm. Your D group environment needs to have a little more of, uh, it, it needs to be a little more protected. It needs to have some uh, less interruptions. Life group, you can have some interruptions and it's not going to damage the relational aspect of it. Right. In fact, in some ways it can actually help it because it gives you stuff to laugh about. Memories <laughs> are made like it's yeah. when you're talking about that, it's not your goal with life group is not to get through a curriculum. Sure. It is not to. And so with that in mind, if it's just relationships, you're okay with some of the, the interruptions. So you need, you can get rid of this like expectation of man, I need to create this inner sanctum in my <laughs> life group. There's no way that's not going to happen. Your right. kids are still going to come down. There's going to be a bloody nose. There's going to be been there. Exactly. Add that, li- add that kid. The kid is just really fussy and it just has no, there's no way like he he's been crying the whole time. You're going to have all those things. And so in some ways, what I would encourage you to do with life group is to embrace the chaos Mm. embrace the chaos a little bit. Know that it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to have the inner sanctum. And if the goal is really relationships and community, that's okay. Yeah. If your discussion now, again, you don't want to go every single week and you never get any uh, productive discussion, but there's plenty of one-off weeks in my group where we're like, eh, discussion wasn't that great. But we did still connect with couples. Right. We spent time with them. Uh, we are still got to pray for one another. Uh, but, yeah, I had to step out, and I missed some different things. So I think expectation for you as a leader, that uh, you, that's kind of you think the difference between life group and D group. Know there's no yeah. silver bullet. Know that the way that every group does it is going to be different. And then once you kind of have an expectation for what you want in your group, this is important. Communicate those expectations with the group. You, It's so important for you to have expectations so you're not frustrated. But on the flip side, your members need to know that. And mm-hmm. so if your expectation, if you have a plan for how you're going to do it or what you expect the night to go, you want your group to know that going in. Because it's going to help them reset uh, their expectations, but it also may let them know, hey, I'm looking for a group that we are able to go a little bit deeper and maybe has our child care is taken care of a little more. Or, man, maybe it's a group that they don't want uh, children in there. You know, they're saying, man, I really, I've had that season in my life. Amen and and amen. Uh, Let me reflect back. Children are a blessing. Children are a blessing. That's right. I'm back. I'm back. And so getting that everybody on the same page with expectations is huge. So I think that's the big the big piece that I would say going into it. Now, the part that we really came here for, best practices. We're going to talk about some of those uh, things that we have done. Um, mm. that you, Chris, you can share from yeah. your experience. I'll share from mine. But first, let's take a quick break to hear from Replicate. Do you have a vision for the groups in your church but don't know how to make it happen? Replicate's Group Ministry Masterclass is a one-stop course to help you create, launch, and sustain your group's ministry. These training videos, implementation exercises, and resources will guide you to create your own group's playbook that is unique to your context. You can access this masterclass today at replicate.org groups. 
All right. The moment that we've all been waiting for. Here it is. Um, I said there's no silver bullets, but I'm expecting Preface it with s- the fact that there's no silver bullets <laughs> right. and children are a blessing. That's right. Uh, with that, could you uh, could you give me the silver bullet for how yes. to, uh, to, to facilitate I'm going to give you some group. copper bullets. Okay. Uh, since there is no silver bullet. Uh, first up, very, very simply, we've already kind of addressed it, is to hire a sitter for your group. You know, this is not rocket science, right. but it is your group. Let's say you have 10 adults in your group. Let's say you have eight adults in your group, whatever, four couples, five couples, you know, each of you bringing a few bucks to the group to pay for a sitter and hiring someone to watch the kids. Uh, it's well worth the uh, clean and clear conscience while yes. you're trying to meet. If you can make that happen well, uh, I know the idea that I'm going to spend money on my on my life group is foreign to some folks. But like we said earlier, priorities are priority. Yeah. Um, how important is it to you to make it happen? Another thing that we've done before is we've actually swapped houses. So if your neighbors are mm-hmm. in your life group. And they have a place for the kids to stay. Um, you know, a couple or two going over and watching the kids and rotating out. You know, if you got, like I said, four, five, six couples in your group, you're only having to do it every month or every month and a half, every two months. So it's uh, it can make it a little bit easier on everyone if you opt to go that route. And if if the again the the neighborhood setup uh, yields itself to it, lends itself to it, uh, that can be a nice one that doesn't necessarily cost anything. And everyone kind of steps up and leads a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we did at one church I served at is we did our group on Wednesday nights. And we mm. actually brought our kids to the church, dropped them off for kids programming. Then we went home and had our group time. And then the only challenge was every week making sure I got my group back on time to pick up the kids and, right. and not have the the, the, uh, the kids' ministry uh, losing their mind, uh, rightfully so. Because, I mean, it's the same kids you drop off or the same kids they're watching, just so you know. They don't change when they're in the the kids' facility. But but that one worked out real well for us. We had about a two-hour window, and that was enough. We lived real close to the church, so that worked. won't work for everyone just based on geography, but it worked for us, and it was an option that I was grateful for at the time. The next thing that you could potentially do is actually just recruit a life group leader for your kids. This one sounds kind of interesting, Mm. um, but find that person who feels called to lead kids in their own life group. Mm. option, you know, so, so maybe they are coming over when everybody starts and they're going to a different room of the house and they're walking them through a Bible study lesson or something similar to what you, you guys are going through right. and helping them learn and grow in the, in, in learning the Bible as well and scripture and, and each of the things we talked to, talked about earlier in the Acts 2 church. Yeah. And it can be an encouragement. It, it can be kind of like childcare if you're not careful. So you want to make sure you're helping that person see that there is a valid, uh, teaching component to this. This is yeah. not just, hey, watch our kids while we're all in there. And that may be age-based. Like You may not be able to do that if you've got a lot of very young children, but at certain ages, that can be a, a viable option, and, and I would highly suggest it. And then the final one that I'm going to offer up together is meet together. Yeah. Bring the kids into the group. Have a family Bible study. Now, again, yeah. ages may factor in, but one of the most powerful things about your life group could be, hey, we're all in here. The kids are in here. We're talking through how the Bible applies. We're all paying attention. Um, it can be a challenge depending on some children, obviously, uh, but it could be a great option for your group to have a family Bible study. And at some season of life, it could be really something that's encouraging to you. And then the final one is not, uh, I said that was my final one. I'm going to throw another one out there. <laughs> this because is like it's not really preacher's for kids. closing. Yeah, this is not really for kids. It's more for adults. But it may be that you have a group that doesn't have kids. I was wondering when you were maybe, giving that one. That's your favorite child care uh, solution. Uh, one of my favorite groups to lead is college <laughs> students. And it just so happens almost all the time that there are no kids involved other than my own. 
Right. So it makes it very easy for childcare. Uh, if you're an empty nester, this could work for you. Um, you may just be at that stage in life where you don't have children, maybe young couples. Right. Um, and so childcare doesn't typically become an issue uh, in those settings, you may say, hey, I want to be a part of a group. Childcare is just such a big issue for me. Maybe I need to find a group that lends itself to where there aren't aren't children. Yeah. Uh, and that's the caveat at the end, because remember, children are a blessing. Yes. Say it, <laughs> say it with me, Vic. <laughs> that's good. Uh, a few things that, I, that I've kind of done in the past that's been helpful. Uh, first off is, is paying for a good babysitter. And so you mentioned somebody that's doing a life group, but even if they're not doing right. the, maybe that spiritual component, man, pay a little bit more money to get somebody that you know is going to interact with the kids the one who can can be guardian of mm-hmm. the stairs you know like if the kids are upstairs yes. they're not letting the kids come back down right and so like the baby starts crying they're not like okay well if you want to go see your mom here you go yeah they are they are handling it and making sure they're kind of guarding your time and making sure that uh, the kids don't always come in and out to interrupt right so having somebody paying a little bit more money there somebody that maybe come in and is doing a lesson um, or comes with activities uh, just it's it's somebody that really is invested. They're there. They're good at what they do. It's gonna be worth it, uh, just for your peace of mind, but also for your discussion time. Yeah. Uh, for you to be fully engaged. The other thing that this has been really helpful for us. We uh, we ask every couple to pay the first week of the month. And so yeah. we say, hey, we're going to be meeting the next four weeks. Uh, this is how much it's going to be for this month. Uh, and everybody pays one person. Um, and I'll mention that a little bit more too. our yeah. coordinator. Uh, and then the coordinator works with our babysitter. And so when we do that, what happens is it keeps us from always playing the like, hey, let me collect money game. Like, hey, don't forget for child care. But also on the front end, when you do it, it adds to accountability on the back end. If mm. I go and I pay on the front end, you're probably going to attend. Is this an attendance trick as oh, well? It's a hundred percent an attendance <laughs> trick, and it works. You know, if you do it on the back end, I paid. I'm going. That's right. I'd say we've got to go. We paid for this month for the childcare. Let's let's go take advantage of it. And so, because we all know. After a life group, I love life group. But yeah. 10 minutes before, I'm questioning why I'm in a life group. I'm like, <laughs> I do not want people to come over. Right. I, I don't want to leave. I'm tired. I just want to go nap, whatever it may yeah. be. And so if you get people afterwards there, when they, it's not that you're trying to manipulate them. It's just this is where you realize the value that life group is right. in your life. And you're saying, hey, let's go ahead and let's talk about for the next month. And you get it there. And this is that last piece. Give it to one person. Assign mm. one person to be the coordinator. We talk about this in our roles for our Delegation life and leadership. That's exactly Come in right. handy here. And so we have that coordinator role. And for in our life group, that's Sophie. So Sophie handles all the babysitting stuff. And so ever she collects from the group and then she interacts with the babysitter and it just makes it easier uh and and make sure that like you as you're thinking facilitating and teaching you're not in the details of it and so those are just some simple practices one you kind of mentioned the the church one. it remind me of this not everybody can do this but if you have two houses that live next to one another uh letting doing dinner together as uh with everyone and then Mm. having the babysitter stay with the kids and the adults walk over to the second house that's close by to do the discussion that's that's awesome if you have two houses it's a great win so with that um i hope that some of these practices have been helpful the attitude expectation some simple tips i think you need to figure out what works best for you it's not going to be perfect but you want to get clear expectations and then you want to come up with a plan that's the biggest thing come up with a plan and communicate that plan to your group 
So if you need to, if you're thinking about your group, you need to reevaluate your child care. What I would encourage you to do is to take this mm-hmm. episode and send it to your group. Send it to some of your key people. If you have a coordinator, send it to your coordinator and say, and just ask them, what from this episode do you think would benefit our group? And just start a conversation. Everybody's going to have a different plan. What's important is that everybody has a plan. And so we hope this helps you guys mm-hmm. going forward. Again, kids are a blessing. We're glad they're part of our group. Right. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. If you are a Long Hollow group leader, click the link in the show notes to access resources just for you. If you are a church leader and want to receive free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church, click the link in the show notes or visit replicate.org.